Hey there, I want to invite you to join me for the Strategic Summer Workshop, which is taking place on Thursday, May 30th at 1130 Eastern. You can go to schoolsofexcellence.com slash summer to sign up. In this workshop, I'm going to walk you through how to identify simple solutions and systems that will make a massive difference and ripple effect inside of your center. I'm going to help you create efficiency where you need it most and understand what is causing your school to feel so hectic and where those big pain points are. We're going to clarify your center's priority system to improve this summer. I'm going to show you how to audit those systems. We're going to define your desired outcomes, and you're going to leave the workshop with a simple plan that will make huge impact. And by simple, I mean very simple. No complex, no multi-step processes. Super, super simple. No one has time for long things. No one has brain capacity for extra stuff. We need simple things that have massive impact. Go to schoolsofexcellence.com slash summer, and I'll see you there. Welcome to the Schools of Excellence podcast, where we have conversations about education, leadership, and building a school of excellence. The goal on this show is to bring you clarity, up-level your mindset, and give you practical strategies and inspiration so you can show up with confidence and trust your decision-making. I'm Khani Wolshansky. I'm a mom of four under 10, a former New Yorker, and been in the early childhood field my entire life. And I'm so grateful that you've joined me for this conversation. Hey there, and welcome back to another episode of the Schools of Excellence podcast. So this is part two in our three-part series of value-based leadership. So the first episode that we did last week was values through storytelling. Today, we're going to do part two, which is role modeling your values as a leader. And next week is part three which is all about experiences, routines, and rituals uh, through values and how you really build a value-based school through all of these components. So today we're going to be talking about role modeling. Now, if you think about this concept of role modeling, we've all had role models throughout our lifetime. Parents are typically our first role models that we have. Later, our teachers become our role models. We have friends that we look up to. And then as we sort of grow and evolve, we start having kind of mentors from afar, role models from afar. So maybe it's not necessarily someone that you've met in person, but it's someone that you really look up to. So today's episode, I really want to talk about the qualities of a role model, because in being a leader and in really being someone who can role model the company values through the day to day, it really needs to be someone who knows how to role model what it is that you want to see inside of your center. So let's talk about the first quality of a posit- of a role model demonstrates confidence and leadership. A good role model is someone who is positive and calm and confident in themselves. You don't want someone who is exhausted and burnt out or brings the team down. Everyone wants a person who is happy, who is content, but continues to strive for bigger and better. So there's this really, you know, delicate balance between all these things. And I have this really great quote that I love from Liz Gilbert. Let me just pull that out here. So she has a really great quote, which is, here we go. You are afraid to surrender because you don't want to lose control, but you never had control. All you had was your anxiety. So a lot of times we have leaders that are trying to control everything. They're struggling with confidence or struggling with leadership and they're afraid to surrender control, but they really don't have that. They really just have their anxiety. 
And another quote, this is actually from someone who's anonymous, is that the happy person is someone who is happy with what they have. They're not in the constant pursuit of more. They're content and they're happy with what they have. And so leaders are people who are just happy with themselves, but they're consistently in the pursuit of excellence. And so to be a role model in a value-based center in a school that's really led through values-based leadership is to really understand how to show up in your greatness and in your confidence. Number two, don't be afraid to be unique. Whatever you choose to do with your life, you need to be proud of the person that you've become, even if it means accepting criticism or ridicule from other people. We want role models who don't pretend to be someone that they're not. We want to be looking up to people who are proud of their uniqueness, who are proud of who they are, are proud of the risks that they take in the world. So that's another huge component of being a great role model is not being afraid to be unique. The third and probably the most important quality of a role model is the ability to communicate with everyone. Good communication means listening as well as talking. Too many times we look at great communication as someone who is articulate and a great orator or a prolific writer. Like those are typically people that we look at who are great communicators, but great communicators are also phenomenal listeners. People are energized by leaders who explain why they're doing, where they're going. Great models know that they have a consistent message, they have a consistent vision, and they repeat it over and over and over and over and over again. They're not afraid to come across as too much communication or repetition or whatever it is. People need to understand what it is that you're doing, repeating it again so that everyone understands. So great role models know how to communicate. And when you are listening to this as a school leader, You might be thinking to yourself like, oh, I have really good communication. Another component of the communication besides for talking is the listening. How would you rate your listening skills, your ability to sit in the discomfort, your ability to listen to other people, other people's perspectives, other people's viewpoints? This is where a huge part of communication comes in, as well as conflict, your ability to navigate conflict, your ability to up level the conversations and accountability that you're having with the team. So communication with everyone is a third component of a really great role model. Number four, showing respect and concern for others. While you might be super ambitious and driven and successful and smart, choosing to show respect for other people speaks volumes about your character, right? Everyone notices if you start taking people for granted, if you use and abuse people, if you don't show gratitude, you step on others to get ahead. People see that. Your team sees that. And so very ambitious people really struggle sometimes by taking other people for granted and not recognizing like one second, like I need to show this person gratitude. I need to be part of this ripple effect. So showing respect for others is a huge part of being a great role model because again, it's the ripple effect. Like when you show respect, they show respect for other people. It's the same with raising kids, right? When you show respect to your kid, they show respect back to you. So being respectful, huge part of being a great role model. Another component of role modeling is being knowledgeable and well-rounded, right? Great role models aren't just teachers. They're constant learners. They're challenging themselves to get out of their comfort zone. They're surrounding themselves with smart people. When team members see that the role model can be many things, they learn to stretch themselves as well in order to be successful. So this is the classic Carol Dweck's fixed mindset and growth mindset, like the ability to challenge yourself and say, I'm going to go try and get good at this other area, an area that I haven't 
maybe fully explored yet. So being knowledgeable and well-rounded is you're constantly learning. You're challenging yourself to get out of your comfort zone. You're surrounding yourself with smarter people. All of these things, big components of being a great role model. Lastly is humility and the willingness to admit mistakes. Nobody is perfect. When you make a bad decision, let those who are watching and learning from you know that you made a mistake and then how you plan to correct it. When you apologize and accept personal responsibility and accountability and you course correct, you're demonstrating, right, a huge, huge part of leadership and an often overlooked part of being a good role model is the humility to admit that you make mistakes, right? This was not a good choice. This was not the best decision. So all of these things are not new concepts for you. We all know that being a great role model is someone who is confident and someone who is unique and someone who knows how to communicate and respects other people and is knowledgeable and has humility. The challenge is really taking action on these things, is really understanding like, okay, how do I actually put this into practice? Right now, it seems that wherever you turn, people are looking to join community. People are trying to create and cultivate friendships, relationships. Why is this? Well, during a season that we're in right now, in the current state of the world, we want to be connected with other humans. This is what helps create anchors and grounding as the ground keeps shifting, right? As things feel so ambiguous and so uncertain, we're like, really? When is all this chaos going to end? We want to go back into this time capsule, but we can only go forward into the future. We're leading out of crisis. We're leading into a whole new level and a whole new era that is happening in the world right now. And when we embrace it, we can actually learn to enjoy this process. However, leaders who are leading schools right now are dealing with a whole new heap of challenges different from other business owners and other people that are navigating these hardships right now. And that is we're trying to build legacy in our centers. We're trying to create impact with the parents, with the children. And we're also trying to run all these operations down to licensing and cleaning and payroll and parent communication and teacher communication and staffing and culture and promotions and relationships. And ooh, one second, you also have a family who you want to come home to and not bring the leftovers to them, right? You want to bring the best of your cell phone. And so you're trying to navigate all these things, all these different worlds, all the boundaries have collapsed, all the roles fit into one and it's like, whoa, am I ever going to get out of this? Here's the thing. In order to really understand the type of legacy that you want to create and what it is that you're doing, all of it is anchored in who you are, which are your values. Values-based leadership is what is going to help you ride this season all the way through and continue to ride the seasons for decades to come. Remember, if you're listening to this podcast, it's because you want to play the decades game. You're not here for quick transactions. You're not here for quick wins. You're here to play the long game, which is the decades game. When you're playing the decades game, you're building legacy. In order to build legacy, you need to understand values-based leadership. What is values-based leadership? It's designing and building a center where you and your team can make decisions, can retrain your instincts to choose and practice company values on a consistent basis, make choices through it, make hiring decisions, make um, financial decisions, make uh, any kind of decision through the values-based leadership. And also the reaction and response and proactive measures that you take all are through values-based leadership. So if you want to find out more about this, I am teaching this at the Summit of Excellence, February 28th, March 1st and 2nd, 2023 in sunny Miami, Florida. However, 
This event is invite only. It is for members and their teams. Why is it invite only? Because building legacy and building impact is not for everyone. Not everyone is interested in building this. Not everyone wants to play the decades game. Some people are playing the transactional game. That's fine. There's no right or wrong. There's right for you. So if you're building legacy, if you're playing the decades game, if you want to build impact, you want to be at this event. If you want to be at this event, I encourage you to apply to our Directors in Our Circle, our Owners HQ program. The link is in the show notes. See if you're a good fit to join us. We'd love to see you and meet you in person in Florida at the Summit of Excellence. I think the value of being surrounded by other high-performing leaders is a sense of community, not feeling alone, feeling united in um, a bigger purpose, and also really being able to sit back and get validation for the things that you've done well and receive um, great insight and ideas for things that maybe you're currently struggling with. You know, Connie says on stage, you know, she was like, okay, I'm going to take that one layer deeper. And, uh, and immediately I'm like, ooh, that's different. You know, usually you kind of stay on that surface level because you're just trying to communicate to a much broader audience. And so I really appreciated that. And when she says that, she backs it up with some really insightful questions that really do make you think back and go, hmm, I haven't really thought about it that way of why we do that or why I think that way or, or things like that. It's definitely something that will, and I just texted one of my staff members, this is life-changing. I mean, it's not not just like going to NACI or learning a new trick. You know, it's it's more than that. It's bigger than that. Yeah, you can really see what she's working on in building the community that that we really want and need, I think, as child care owners and directors. And also um, bringing a lot of levity and fun alongside a lot of reflective, challenging work, which I think when coupled together allows us to really learn and grow in a in a flexible and adaptive way that I don't know if you would get anywhere else. Um, the reflection is so powerful and it allows us to grow so much and take so much back with us. Felt a little bit lonely and I wanted to kind of be accountable or be held accountable and I and Hani has a great content and um, I know she always you know goes above and beyond for me so I wanted to come back and um, just be present and learn more. Each one of her events that Hani has had each one tops the next. She brings each one to a new level and it's not Hani is not one that just does the same thing every year. And that's what I love about it. And one reason I do come back each year. So the first step when we're trying to understand like, okay, what is the first step in this process? How do I actually become a better role model? The first step is the self-awareness and saying, okay, from the six things that I just heard here, which one is my biggest leadership gap? Is it that I may be not as confident as I want to be? Maybe that's it. Maybe you're afraid to be who you are, right? You're afraid to be unique. You're trying to be vanilla and be the same as everyone else. Maybe your leadership gap is communication, right? Maybe the part of communication is I need to be a better listener or I need to articulate better when things are bothering me or I need to be less passive aggressive and more upfront, right? All of these things are all gaps in our leadership and being good role models. Um, 
Is your leadership gap the ability to show respect and gratitude for other people, right? So sometimes when people hear this, they're like, no, I'm very respectful to, to everyone. Great. Part of respect is not abusing people, not taking them for granted, not showing gratitude. So maybe you need to um, develop your gratitude practice so that you're being more appreciative of the people that are helping you get to where you want to go being knowledgeable and more well-rounded. Where do you need to push yourself out of your comfort zone? Where do you need to do a stretch goal for yourself? And lastly, is your leadership gap the humility or the willingness to admit mistakes? This is the hardest one, the humility to let go to um, the willingness to show like, okay, I made a mistake. Here's how I'm going to make it better. All of these things are huge, huge parts of being a great role model. So the reason that I'm talking about this concept here is, you know, in last episode, I spoke about the four strategies to value-based leadership because our Summit of Excellence this year is building legacy through values-based leadership. And the four key ways to do that are through storytelling, role modeling, experiences, and routines and rituals. So last episode was all about how, how to understand the power of storytelling in teaching values. And today we spoke about role modeling and teaching values. So when you have a value inside of your center, whether that's trust, integrity, growth, future, legendary service, personal responsibility, whatever it is, the way that you are going to teach that is through being a role model. So if your value is trust, how are you communicating trust? How are you listening in a way that demonstrates trust? If you have a value of trust, how are you showing respect to other people that demonstrate that value of trust, humility, right? All of these different ways in a way to be a role model, you're doing that through the lens of what the company values are. So if you're thinking about this, and you're like, okay, this is great. I know what my company values are. I want to be a better role model with my company values. Maybe I am a really good role model, but I'm trying to figure out how my team could be a better role model, right? I have center directors. I have people that I'm working with. How do I become a better role model or how do I help my team become better role models. Maybe you're a good role model, but they're struggling to translate that role modeling inside of their centers. So there's a number of different ways to do this. I'm going to share one specific strategy with you because a lot of the other strategies we're going to be doing at the Summit of Excellence in Miami, in Florida, February 28th, March 1st and 2nd. This is our annual Summit of Excellence. This year, it's for our members and their teams only because we're capping the event at 45 people. So if you're listening to this episode and you really want to come to this event, please ping our team. So we can chat with you about our membership options and how the event can be part of that for you. And if you're a member who's listening to this, we'd love to have you uh, join us at the event. Again, ping our team for more information on that as the event is not open to the public. You'll have to get a private link to reserve and join us. So one of the strategies when it comes to role modeling and helping your team become better role models is the first step is the awareness of how they're showing up. So the first thing you want to ask yourself is, okay, where is a possible leadership gap with my team? Maybe you have a director who doesn't recognize that she rolls her eyes a lot, excuse me, when people talk to her, like when people maybe ask her questions that are not as smart or as, I don't know, question worthy as she finds them or he finds them and they're rolling their eyes. That is a lack of respect for the person who's speaking. 
And you might have a value of respect. So the first step is, is helping them develop the awareness that they're actually rolling their eyes. Another thing, let's say, comes to awareness is one of the owners that I spoke with inside of our legacy group a little bit ago was saying that one of her directors really goes into a little bit of a panic mode anytime someone calls out. And she's like, I really want her to stop panicking. Like we have processes and systems in place when people call out, like there's no reason to panic. And I'm like, okay, this is her leadership gap. She needs to recognize what panicking does to the team. So a lot of times leaders as leaders and as parents or leaders and as people ourselves, we don't recognize the impact of what we're doing. So we don't recognize that when we panic, it panics the team. We think, oh, I'm just the one that's panicking. Or when we roll our eyes, we don't realize the message that it sends. So you know this in parenting all the time, right? It's parenting 101. Like when a parent is um, on their cell phone or ignoring their child, the child doesn't interpret it as, oh, my mom is really busy and overwhelmed and she needs to take care of this big project. No, the child interpreted it as I'm not good enough. I'm not lovable. My parents don't, you know, see me or give me attention. So that must be there's something wrong with me, right? And and you might be listening to, ah, oh, that's so extreme. It's not extreme. That is actually what the child perceives our lack of attention and focus on them. They don't stop loving us. They stop loving themselves. They stop believing in themselves because the one person in their life who's supposed to be there for them is actually not present for them. So they interpret as I must not be a good person. So very similar to the way that it works inside of our schools is the directors don't realize that when, a t- when they roll their eyes, what the teacher's perception of that is. It's not that, oh, you know, they're like, oh, she's really overwhelmed or they don't give you the benefit of the doubt. That's not the way that it works. They are your team and you are the leader. They're like, oh, I must have asked a stupid question. I should never ask questions anymore. Or, you know, I bothered her. I'm a nuisance. I should stop bothering her. I'm not good enough. They interpret it as messages for themselves. And I think if the help our leaders recognize that this is the impact of their eye rolling, of their frantic energy, of their, you know, stressed out, of their high anxiety level, of their, oh my gosh, okay, I'm just trying to catch my breath. Like all of those responses, like they have an impact and recognizing what you're doing that impacts the team is the first step to becoming a better role model, is the first step to becoming a better leader is just the awareness. Like, do you have awareness of what you're doing? Do you have awareness that you're showing up in this way and doing this thinking that it's just, well, whatever, no one notices I'm rolling my eyes. No, everyone notices that you're rolling your eyes because when you're in a position of leadership, everything that you do is magnified. I'm gonna say that again for the people in the back. Everything that you do as a leader is magnified when you're in a position of leadership, always, right? So when you came late when you were a teacher, it's one thing. When you come late when you're the leader, it has a whole different significance and a whole different meaning. Which just brings me to my final piece here for today's episode is a lot of times when we're designing our promotional strategy or working on like, okay, I think this teacher is ready to be a director. We might be looking at the mechanics like, oh, they're really good at systems or processes or, you know, they're very good at enrollment or they're good at relationships or whatever it is which is great. One of the things you need to look at is, are they a good role model? Are they someone that people want to look up to? Are they someone that I want people to look up to, right? It could be that they are someone that people look up to, but they're a toxic genius, right? And I have a whole podcast episode talking about this concept of toxic geniuses, right? People are really smart who do have great performance and the parents love them, but they're toxic for the culture. So when you're choosing like, okay, who is ready for this next level of leadership? It's filtering it through this lens of the role model, right? And 
then come back to this episode, right? The episodes live forever. When you are going back to doing a promotion, you're going back and saying, who's ready for the next level? Or you need to hire someone for your leadership team and you're promoting from within. Come back and listen to this episode and ask yourself, okay, does this person demonstrate confidence and leadership? Is this person not afraid to be unique? Does this person have the capacity to communicate and interact with everyone? Do they have the ability to show respect and concern for others? Are they knowledgeable and well-rounded? Do they have the humility and willingness to admit mistakes? So when you ask yourself these questions and then you could present these questions to them and say, how would you score yourself? in these areas? You know, how would you show up? How do you think you show up in all of these areas? That's what it means to be a role model, right? That's what it means to be a role model. And when you're choosing to enter a position of leadership, you're choosing a position where you are in a lot of the limelight, right? People, and not always in a good way, right? People are scrutinizing your behavior, your facial expressions, your body language, your choice of words, your emails, all of these different things. And leadership is a calling, right? Like, it's it's a lot easier not to be in the limelight. It's a lot easier not to be in the spotlight, not to be scrutinized for every single thing. When I chose this position of leadership inside of our company, we're scrutinized in a lot of different ways. Anytime your company is becoming more forward-facing and you're getting more visibility, it also means more scrutiny, right? More people are assessing and deconstructing everything, every single thing that you're doing. And so a lot of times leaders, uh, uh, young teachers want the position, but what they really want is all the perks of that position and not necessarily the things that come along with it, which is our being a role model, being a leader, being emotionally available for the team, being of service, supporting the people. Like that's not necessarily what people are going for. They're looking for the status. They're looking for the pain increase. They're looking for the power, whatever it is. And so I really like this as a model to help you guys make better decisions when you're looking to see who needs to be promoted. And is this person really a role model, right? Is this person really a role model? So that's what I have for you for today. I hope this episode was helpful in giving you some better frameworks and understanding the qualities of a role model and how to really identify from a self-awareness perspective who is ready to be that role model, even in your current levels of leadership, like assess your current levels of leadership and ask, run those questions through them. And then asking yourself, am I being the role model that I want to be for my leadership team or for my staff if you don't have a leadership team? So thanks so much for joining us for today's episode. Would absolutely love if you can do us a solid and leave us a review. We just recently celebrated our hundredth podcast episode, which is super exciting. And we are working hard to get a hundred reviews on iTunes so that more leaders can continue to find us. So if you haven't had a chance to rate and leave us a review, if this is your first time listening to the show, if you're listening to the show for a while, but haven't had a chance to leave us a review, would absolutely love if after today's episode, you can go into iTunes and rate and leave us a review on the podcast. Again, Thanks so much for listening. And I hope you join us for next week, the third episode in this three-part series. We're going to be talking about experiences, routines, and rituals to build legacy through values-based leadership. All right. Thanks so much for joining. If you are loving the Schools of Excellence podcast and have gotten any value out of it for your school, I would love if you can do two things for me. One, subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. And two, can you please leave us a review? Reviews help other school leaders know that this is the place to learn how to build a school of excellence. And I would be so grateful if you can do that for us. Your help and support makes this show to be able to be listened by the thousands of other school leaders 
all around the world. Thanks so much for listening, for giving us your time and attention each and every week. And I appreciate that you have joined us. Hey there, I want to invite you to join me for the Strategic Summer Workshop on Thursday, May 30th at 1130 Eastern. You can click the link in the show notes or go to schoolsofexcellence.com slash summer. In this workshop, I'm going to walk you through how to optimize your already efficient systems or help you tweak some ones that need a little bit more tweaking to help you enter the 2024-2025 school year with ease, with success, and with calmness. Increase your profitability, reduce your expenses, and more than anything, just help you buy back some of your time. I look forward to seeing you there.